I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Dose at seven. Five. Nine of down to dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media, dailyhunter.com, dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Extra bright, I want y'all to see this. Turn off the lights in here, baby. Know what I mean? Want you to slam through? <laughs> and Jay. It's Jay. Uh, Taylor, I hate to tell you, the very <laughs> beginning of your song was you were on mute. And I just look over to your video screen, <laughs> and, and you're, you're just, just like singing so, so passionately. Oh man, nothing, no kidding? sound. Give us the first, you know, two or three. Give us the first couple bars. Two or three bars. Turn up the lights in here, baby. Extra bright, I want y'all to see this. That's <laughs> good. What but, song is that? Slam through. That's uh, Kanye West. All of the lights. That's oh, Kanye, Kanye West. Is it really? Well, yeah. a little bit. A hey. Little bit. <laughs> Guys, you know what? <laughs> Guys, I was looking at the calendar. Um, Can we talk about Kanye's transformation real quick? Can we I'm just do a whole pod about that, please? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, guys, I was looking at the calendar, and guess what? Huh? We are entering our eighth season covering the Thunder. That's true. It's Seven wild. years ago, we had the first podcast. Should we do an eight-hour podcast like we did? I remember, when I, I remember when I first started covering the Thunder and team was so different wow wow <laughs> shay, shay was wow. 10 years old it's wild i've been covering shay since then i've been following him since he was 12 uh you know it is funny though shay was legitimately 14 i know yeah so there are a few questions actually that kind of maybe good reflective questions to celebrate oh, and guys how we, we are but we just got our 1000th five-star review yeah that feels at so Kyle good. Pang, a lot of milestones pan baker Says, how are you going to celebrate a thousand five star reviews? Uh, by drinking a big old cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And I've got a water. <laughs> big old glass of wine. A big old glass of wine. Glass of Thanksgiving wine. season's right around the corner. That's we'll get true. That's right. That's when I like to pour up the wine. Uh, don't have any plans except for to bring you some tremendous content. That's right. Oh my god. There's gosh. some exciting stuff coming down the. Uh, yeah, we the, got some pike coming downers, and we're <laughs> passing the savings on to you. We also have a question. <laughs> this is for uh, Lucas over here. We got a question from at Hoops Talk 69. Well, this is good. Love 69. How did the name Down to Dunk come to be? Down to Dunk. I, so I've been, like, we've been, uh, me and Andrew have been in a fantasy basketball league for like. <laughs> what word was that? That's a weird way to start. Fantasy. Fantasy. Uh, me and Andrew have been in a fantasy. If you just Andrew. stop right there. <laughs> so me and Andrew's fantasy, it's been going on for, for about. most of our life. It's going on for about 14 years, our, our fantasy basketball league. Yep. And in it, the first year I played, I was in college. 
and I didn't really follow the NBA, and uh, I had a team that I thought was good because they had stuff next to them. It would say D to D next to them, which I now know means they're day to day. They're hurt. They're not playing. I thought it meant they're about to do really good, and they were about they were down to dunk, like they were going to go off in that game. And then when they were hurt and they were out, there's an O next to their name. I thought that meant they were playing outstanding. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this. I didn't ask anyone about this, but the first year I played, I was horrible because I had a whole roster of hurt people. <laughs> and so when I and the next year, I was like, man, Alex, I'm so excited about uh. Alex Spears, friend of the pod, he uh, he puts on the league. It always has. And I was like, man, I'm so excited uh, for this. And he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you were horrible last year. Like, you didn't take it seriously at all. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, my players were down to dunk. And he was like, oh my gosh. And he explained to me that I was an idiot. Um, and so when we were starting, I told that story, and we were like, we got to be down to dunk. Down to dunk. So that's down what to dunk. that's what started it. And now we are. And now, now so basically, I could have taken that whole story and said that. Luke thought down day to day was down to dunk. Basically, yeah. I'm a big idiot. This is like, yeah, this is we're called down to dunk because Luke's an idiot, is why. But seven years of me being <laughs> your idiot. What'd you guys think of uh, the Thunder versus Spurs last night? Did you guys get a chance to study the film? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good game overall. It was. It's funny because I on Wednesday I said if LaMarcus Aldridge never played another oh, minute. No. I thought about that the whole game. I know. I'm like, yep, yep, this is this is this is for me. This is for me, LaMarcus. Uh yeah, I thought I thought the Thunder played well. And I thought the Spurs were just better. And it was nice to have a good game from Chris Paul and from Gallinari. Gallinari was awesome. I mean incredible. Um so it was nice to have good games from them. I you know, when you lose to a good team on the road, and the Thunder, they're going to lose to lots of good teams yeah. on the road this season, uh, you just have to look for bright spots within those particular games. And again, you know, Shea was great. He took 18, he was 9 of 18 from the field. He only took one three. That's, I, I'd like to see Shea get up five per game, like every game. Um, but the Spurs are also pretty good at defending the three point line. So, he finished with 21 points and three assists. Yeah, it's super efficient. I thought he's very still, good. I mean, he still shot 50% within field. I mean, they were really efficient. As a team, they shot 52 and a half. Yeah. Um, and 47 from three, 75 yeah, I was say, from that's the line. That's insane. I'll tell you, it's 75 from the line. And Steven Adams, it, his free throw is broken. Dude, he's... I, it's, he he was way he he's looked absolutely normal. He was good last last night. two games. Yeah. Like he's looked back to Stephen Adams. He's like, looked athletic. His free throws are just pro- a problem. Oh, it's and it's all up here. It's it's. I had a buddy who said, "Would Stephen be the first one that would actually give a shot to uh, Rick Barry's underhanded free throw?" No, no, no. He's no. smart enough though. He's like, dude, I know this is inefficient. Like, here's the problem: if you start missing that shot. Yeah. Then, then what? Right. You know what I mean? Because he makes them in practice. Oh, does Steven he really? Does. So if he starts making the underhand in practice, great. If you miss the granny, granny shot, shot, there's no recovery. You're done. You're toast. You're you're basically Andres Biadrens, and you're just going to float how out of many, the league. Oh, no. How many? And you can probably find this statistic. I just don't know where to look or how to look for it. But how many of LaMarcus Aldridge's Jump shots were absolutely fully contested. 
I, Steve was every one. Steve was right? in his face every shot he made in the second half. He was nineteen of twenty three, and it was ridiculous. someone was just in his face every time. I, jump shots, all of them were contested. He had like an uncontested layup that was set up for him at the end of the game. Uh, but he was really good. Thirty nine points, six boards, four assists. He was great last night. He just destroyed the Thunder. Thirty nine points felt like seventy five. Yeah, it felt like game two of the 2016 second round. Remember how crazy he was? I, I hate know. it when he gets to where he's just unstoppable. Well, I'm telling you, the thing is, number one, <clears throat> I always think about LaMarcus Aldridge leaving Portland. Yeah. And how he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I know. Portland with Dame and CJ and LaMarcus Aldridge is problems for a lot of people. Yeah, they'd be very good. But remember, he was leaving to come play with Kawhi. Yeah, and then Kawhi left. And then Kawhi never. Left. Literally, did he ever play with Lamarcus Aldridge? I mean, they played a little bit together because he then he had the quad issue. But they, I mean, they played that. They played that the year, year two thousand sixteen playoffs was with Kawhi and Lamarcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beat that team. Yes, because the Thunder were the best team in the NBA that Manu year. Manu and yeah, except for one other team. The, but even the Warriors <laughs> would have told you that. That's fun to rehash. Uh, uh, I mean, the Warriors won. I don't know what to say. I oh, know. Um, okay. That's fun. Do you uh, remember Iggy's interview, though, where he was just like, yeah, yeah the that's Thunder something literally that, had us. That's something that nice people say. I know. You're right. Iggy's a nice guy. Um, Great guy. But overall, it, it was this fine. Is, this is like, one of those games where this is this is exactly the way that it should feel with this season is that, oh, you know, good try, guys. You know. Lost that one. Lost that one. They're three and five. But they played they played well. They played well in that game. I, I was really pleased with the way they played. Yeah, they competed. They played well. They keep their draft position. This yep. is this is this what is you the want. Ideal, right? This is what you want. You want good minutes from Shea. You want good minutes from from Hami, who played really well again last night. Ferguson uh, was actually even. Decent. Ferguson was a little bit better. So Berg made a three. That that feels good. Still no three from Muscala. Still he only played a minute. I'm I'm just saying if almost, he plays almost he, no minutes for Nader three watch. So there's a lot of positives yeah. that came from this. Yeah, no Nader. Minutes. Here's what I want. I want Chris Paul and Gallinari to look healthy and very good at basketball, so that they get traded. They were man. See, I love that. This is one problem I have with last night. How in the world? I mean, Gallo's on fire. Five of six from three. How does he only get ten shots? Yeah. They distribute. I mean, if I'm like, if I was like going to be mad about this team not winning i would be pointing to that i don't really care well, if they don't win i really don't but if i did care if they were winning or losing that would be the stat i'd look at like gallo should take 20, 15 20 shots. to 20 shots yeah. a game especially last night and it's not like he can't handle the basketball like he can create his own shot he can handle it's not like they're it's not like steven who took he was five or six last night steven is fully dependent on other people creating stuff right. for him. gallo's not he needs to take more than that. You know, Schroeder, we can't, it, we can't have Schroeder taking more shots than Gallo on a night where Gallo is on fire. It felt like Schroeder, it felt like bad Schroeder. His numbers don't point that out too much, but he was, he just felt very inefficient. Yeah, he had four turnovers, led the team in turnovers. Like, yeah. I don't know. He just was a little rough. He's just Schroeder, man. I know. He's going to be Schroeder or Schroeder. No. They say Schroeder in the arena, by the way. Just to, I know. To throw that out there. I know. Schroeder. It's Schroeder. Someone tried to explain to me over Twitter how it's pronounced, and now I feel scared to pronounce it. Even more confused. Yeah. This is why we just call him Dennis. Call him Denny's. Dennis. 
Um, basically, basically, this is probably his most confused looking game. Yeah. There are multiple times Rudy Gay was just like, I'm going to smoke this guy. <laughs> Which is, that's not a good thing to hear. But he's a rookie. He's 19 years old. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, this is what's going to happen. He's going to have games where he has 15 points and he's going to have games where he has nothing. These are the ones that Donovan keeps warning you about, right? Like, don't yeah. get too high about this guy, right? Yeah. I mean, these... I mean, he he will likely have more of these games than he will have double-digit scoring games. And that's okay. As long as they keep playing him and continue to give him time and don't do what they did to Diallo last year. where And part of that was injury-based. And also part of that was like they have, they have to win games. And this team does not have to win games. Hmm. And so as long as they keep giving Bays opportunities... I'm, I don't. It doesn't really matter how he plays because I think that he's got a good enough base of a, of talent in regards to handling the ball, passing, driving, and then he's got really great feet um, as a defender and then as a guy that can rebound. And so as long as he's honing those skills and working on his jump shot, it's great. It's great. He just took, he took four threes last night, missed them all. And yeah, that's that's okay. the that's the type of shooter he's going to be. I mean, I don't and, unless he gets a. He's going to miss everything. He gets a ton better. Well, I'm saying more that streaky. I think is what he's trying. He's going to gonna have nights where he hits three or four, and then he's going to have nights where he misses everything. I mean, that's that's just the way that it's going to be. So uh, hopefully he can be better and be a consistent three point shooter. He just hasn't really shown that, and so but he's also 19. So yep. we'll see. Hey guys, you know what I need right now? What I've been looking for? I've been looking for a great selection of Oklahoma and Thunder shirts. Where should I go for that, Andrew? Shop Good OKC. You should go to Shop Good. Oh man, tell me about them. <laughs> Luke, you tell me about them. Okay, man. Because I, I, oh, oh my gosh, you're talking about Shop Good, the local family owned T shirt brand located in downtown Oklahoma City. Where you, I can visit their store at 1007 North Broadway Avenue or online at shopgoodokc.com or on Instagram at shopgoodokc. It's a great follow on Instagram, by the way. They've got some really cool, so they've got some new Thunder stuff, and there's more Thunder stuff coming that's very exciting. Really cool stuff that they're design, they design in house and they print in house, uh, and they're awesome. Uh, they're sweatshop free. They're earth friendly. They have great quality. They're, you know, you have several shirts in your closet right now. I'm sure that are just the soft t-shirt. They're like, oh, I love wearing that t-shirt. That's every shop good shirt. So they also have great accessories, gifts, home goods, candles, jewelry, hats, socks, pillows, plants, t-shirts, and stuff for kids. I've said this. Well, you're not I've said anything. Th- I've said this for multiple weeks now. Now listen, there will be no excuse for you. If you're listening to this, I've given you multiple weeks before Christmas to go and begin your Christmas shopping. Yep. You need to follow them on Instagram. I know Andrew said that. You're going to get an idea of the quality of stuff that they have. And then just go online. Order some stuff. Swing by their store if you're in Oklahoma City. Store is really cool. 1007 North Broadway Avenue in Oklahoma City. Whatever it is, you've got plenty of time. Do it. Get ready for Christmas right now. 
Go to shop, go to OKC. Easy for you to say because your house is covered now in Christmas decorations. Hobby Lobby has exploded in my house. (laughs) Exactly. So if you mention Down to Dunk, when you check out in the store, you get a Thunder sticker. What? That's only available to Down to Dunk listeners. Okay? So it's free with your purchase. Or you can use the promo code DTD when you check out online and get your sticker plus free shipping. So there's no excuse because you're like, I don't want to pay shipping costs. You don't have to because you enter in our promo code DTD. And you also get a cool Thunder sticker that you can slap on the back of your vehicle. So you're saying you can support you can support Shotgood OKC. You can support the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you can support us all in one shopping experience. Do it. You have no Come excuses. On. Wow. None. Zero. That's a triple threat. Triple threat. I love that, guys. And no blood on your hands from little kids. Sweatshop free. Absolutely. Thanks, Taylor. Check them out at their store downtown, 1007 North Broadway Avenue, online, shopgoodokc.com, or on Instagram, at shopgoodokc. All one word. Check them out. Support those that support us. Hey, guys. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. I'm down to Twitter. Twitter questions. Hey guys, our first Twitter question comes from <laughs> at StickyWizard00. Zero zero. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> who wants us, weird. Who wants That's us to awesome. assume this season goes textbook in terms of dealing out Paul, Gallo, Schroeder, etc. Schroeder. And we get picks Gosh. back. Dennis. Schroeder. What's the ideal position you look to draft in 2020? Are we already blocking off the point guard position? Point guard position because of Shea. I mean, to me, we're not, you don't block off any position at all because, I mean, when you start blocking off positions, you do what the Blazers did and they did not take Michael Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants Sam Bowie. Yeah. Although Sam Bowie is okay. He's pretty good. He had some injury issues. Yeah. You get but yourself, he's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. And then and, and you can go back to the Giannis draft and nobody knew who Giannis was but if let's say people did know who Giannis was and the Thunder were like yeah we've already got a small forward we need a center like how mad would you be right now if you're like you should have taken Giannis you know right and like you can say that you can say that now but it's not a it's not exactly a fair argument because Giannis when the Bucks took him that high everybody was like whoa like what are the Bucks doing but I'm just saying you don't block off any position because if you have the chance to get a I think Shea's really good I don't know if Shea is like a super duper star. I don't know. But if you have a chance to draft a super duper star that's at the one or the two, you do it. And yeah. it doesn't matter. I think the bigger deal for me is the fact that Shea can play with a ball dominant. I mean, he's playing with Chris Paul, who is a strict point guard. Yeah. Like, Shea is, is skilled enough. Dude, I am I know they're the reason there's pause. But watching second year Shea Gilgis Alexander play... Dude, it would be really surprising to me if he's not a star. Like yeah. he's he's phenomenal. I know. I on both I, I think he's good on both sides of the court. I think he's good. I think he is elite at the way he finishes at the rim. Yeah. Like on level with anybody else in the NBA. Sure. Um and he, but that that doesn't limit who you play. Like we talked about, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. He played at Vanderbilt, but never played because he was injured all season. Went to Cleveland. They just drafted him. Anyway. Uh, but, LeBron. LeBron James. Yeah. So, but there's a, <laughs> there's literally, there's any positional player you could put next to Shea and he, it's going to be fine. 
Like he doesn't seem to be a the ball dominant kind of point guard to where he's going to be the main distributor. Yeah, um, and that could be just because it's not something he's showing right now. But you you're starting to get a glimpse of what his game is, and so no matter where you land, which I think Oklahoma City's probably going to land eight to twelve would be my guess. Eight yeah. to twelve, and then you have they're going to have Portland's pick, which excuse me, not Portland's. They're going to have Denver's pick, which is going to be in the 20 to 27 range yeah uh so you'll have two picks at that point and and in both of those andrew and i've discussed this off the pod is like you just take best available player regardless to. probably for the next three or four years that's all you're picking if you, you if the best available player is a center at the eighth pick guess what you get a center mm-hmm. and that's what you keep building your roster you just try your the whole point at this time is to accumulate talent yeah and the also go i will say this though uh, and I think you've talked about this multiple times, Andrews. If they're going to trade Gallo, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, whatever, all those different pieces over the course of the year, which mm-hmm. I don't think – I think you're going to get a first for Gallo. I doubt you get one for Chris. Um, maybe a couple seconds. Who knows? You and, might. And, and I don't then know. for Dennis, I think you would get the second. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. if you do that, you're looking not to get more draft picks in 2020 from these teams. You're trying to get 21s, 22s, 23s. Really, 20, down the line. 22 or 23 or after is what they want. And some people may be confused by that. I get it. It's likely that the Thunder are dealing with teams that are good now. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Gallo, when it comes to Schroeder. You're not dealing them to a bad team, most likely. Like those are guys that you add to a good team to make to help you get over. You know what picks top. I'm increasingly more interested in mm-hmm. those Rockets picks. They're interesting. If this thing implodes, they're interesting. And Maury leaves. The only to me, the only thing to be worried about is are they going to be top four picks right could they be protected they, they are protected top four which is what mckelly was mentioning from the beginning yeah right? like they could be so really i'm you, you're just hoping that they're bad but not the worst yeah but anyways no matter what like it's gonna add it's adding value right to where the thunder are heading and so for next year i mean there's a lot of there's some good players in this next draft and you want the thunder to be closer to the top five because there's some there's some good players that you could pair with Shea. And Shea's not I think it's hard to shift your mentality because the Thunder aren't building a team that's gonna fit and make sense for next year or even the year after. Like they're they're just trying to get superstars on their team. That's yeah. what the rebuilding is, is like we're trying to acquire superstars and the really the only way to acquire a superstar for the Thunder that makes sense is through the draft. And so the Thunder could end up with a top four pick. That's possible. And they could get a guy like a Cole Anthony, who was really awesome for North Carolina in his first game. James Wiseman, who would be really fun at the center position. Then you have to figure out what to do with Steven. But whatever. Like, you you figure it out. I don't think – you can't lock down any position, though. And Shea is, is – Shea is great for that because Shea can obviously play two positions. And – this year he's played shooting guard position and he's been more of a shooting guard for the Thunder. Uh, but I can also see him being a primary ball handler. I think you can put him wherever. So, and I'm almost tend to believe, and this could end up being wrong because guys develop different parts of their game. But he could play really well next to another guy that can shoot it, handle, be a secondary ball handler kind of guy, uh, and defend. 
And I think if you can, that's a really tall order um, to find. But if you can find that type of guy, it's just like if you could find young Mike Conley, like that would be uh, a perfect guy next to Shay. But anyways. Hey, thanks for your question, sticky wizard. Our next Twitter question comes from at up to ask who says Presty likes to drum up competition for trades. Assuming he gets a few contenders to the table, what is a realistic max haul for Gallo? Is there additional value in other contenders not getting him in an either or situation? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the negotiations will be what what picks are they willing to give up? Because I think like the Blazers would probably be more willing to give up the 2020 pick. Like if the Blazers are a team that we're discussing, that's a team that's discussed all the time. I don't necessarily think it means that that's where he's going. But they're probably like, yeah, we'll give you 2020. And the Thunders are like, no. We want there's more value if you can get 2022. That's the double draft where you basically have a double lottery. Like you have double the the young talent. You're going to have the the one and dones, you're going to have the high school guys all in the same draft. You want that draft and you and if you can get that pick, it's worth a lot more than just a pick in the even if you get a pick like the 24th pick. I mean, you can value it as the same as like at the 14th pick in the draft. So I would say the max you could get is probably like a 2022 or 2023 first round pick for Gallo. And then you're going to have to take a player back and maybe that player has a little bit of value themselves and maybe has an extra year on their deal or something like that. So I don't think that you can get a like a young player and a pick for Gallo. I don't think he's that valuable, um, but I do think that you can. It depends le- on how desperate. I think you can leverage it to get a pick in the future that's worth more. Yeah, yeah. It depends how desperate a team gets, and if there is competition, like he said, like the same reason the Clippers gave the haul they did for Paul George is because we have a chance to get Kawhi. So if you do look at a team that's like has a timeline that's two years, yeah. And there's two or three teams. Like, if you look at, I don't know, Portland's obviously one of them. Denver could be the other one. And both of them are like, we need something big. Like, I yeah. don't, I mean, likelihood of getting a young player, pretty slim. But it does increase the chances, like you kind of mentioned, of, of getting more. Yeah, I don't know. Like, does Denver throw in Malik Beasley just to get them over the top? And do you even want that as a Thunder player? I don't think you do because you have to pay him yeah. this summer. Yeah. So, I mean, the Thunder aren't looking to add guys because and Beasley's a, a piece on the fringes yeah I don't think you're they're looking to add pieces on the fringes to pay them next summer yeah like, I else, like Beasley yeah. I think he's good uh he would be he would have been great for a team with Russ and Paul like that's the kind of right. deal you could get awesome bring him in but for this team they're not looking for pieces on the fringes yet because they don't have the core pieces yet and so I think that you want to have the core pieces and know, like, what are we building around? Like, yeah. when they had Russ and KD, great. We know what we want. We need athletic players that can defend around these guys. And that's how we're going to build it. And that's what they look for. And we don't want them to be able to shoot at and all. If they could not shoot, that would be even better. Uh, so the, the Thunder just aren't in a position yet where they're, like, where they're targeting, you know, the eighth guy in your eight-man rotation, you know? 
So get that. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. And it comes from at Kev underscore VH, who wants to know why is there so little room for players on the bench? Anytime someone goes to sit, it looks like they're shoulder to shoulder. Give the big guys some elbow space. It is always funny to look over there and see them all smashed in. Oh, they're just cramped with the coaches behind them and everything. Yep. It is a small space. It, and it doesn't make sense because there's room. There's room. There's room to expand. Uh, but I also wonder, is it just... So I got the uh, wonderful opportunity to have tickets pretty close on Tuesday night. I'm always awestruck by how giant some of them are. Chris Paul looks like a normal dude that you'd see across the street. And then yeah. Steven Adams, you're just like, he's just a monstrosity. He's a big. Gigantic. And so I think part of it, what if it's just like normal spaced seats with just really big dudes? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I mean, guys, it's because of capitalism. If they give the players too much room, there's less money to be made with seats from patrons up there. That's true. Squeeze them all together. They're not paying you. They're supposed to be bringing in the money. You kidding me? Those are the money makers. They don't need a lot of room. Wow. Also, I see it as a t- guys in the front. I see it as a team building activity. Just yeah, that's what it is. Every every game, just just get really close. <laughs> switch bonding. Your, switch partners. You're gonna sit really close to them. Guys, last time I went to uh, Thunder game, which was last season. I have not been yet this season. But before wow, the Gator, game, before the game, you know where I went to was Yucatan Taco Stand. Oh yeah, dude. And it was. I had their chorizo taco, and it still to this day was a life-changing experience how good it was. Wow. They're a, stra- a scratch kitchen inspired by the Yucatan region of Mexico, and they have literally the best tacos in Oklahoma It's City. true. It is a, it's a fact. Man. They, and I was looking around at some of the other tables. We're talking huge nachos. Have you guys they, had the nachos there? It, it's seriously, it's, it's great just to even just to view them yes. when they bring them to your table. It's just a good-looking plate of nachos, and they're they're obviously very delicious. And Taylor, I don't want to leave you out. They have vegetarian a vegetarian-friendly menu. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and they're and they're literally in like I walked from there to the game. They're in the heart of Bricktown, I, right on the canal. I sat in there the other day, and you can see the arena from the Yucatan. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing. If you guys are interested in giving your a little bit of your drink on, they have a, a nearly a hundred different, a hundred percent blue agave tequila. They were they were having like a tester thing going yeah. around tables and testing it. I did have a few, <laughs> and it was I love tequila, and it was great. Yeah, if you uh, like tequila, this is the place to go. If you like, do a you good like market- tequila just by itself? Oh, they've got tequila flights, and they have... But I'm saying, would you drink that? Oh, absolutely. I do love tequila. Really? <laughs> yes, I, it's my favorite. If you like a margarita, they've got a great margarita. And if you, want a, if, you don't, don't know, you know, if you don't know which tequila you like, they can do a tequila flight to where you can find out what you like, and you can just get a margarita. And they've got a great margarita. It's it true. was awesome. My friend Dane suggested it, and I was like, I want to be back a lot more. The chorizo taco is insane how good it was. You should go. Definitely go before Thunder Games, but just it's worth it to just make a trip just go. to date. Bricktown and go check it out on date any night. night. Date it's night. a great Always date night. night. It's a great date night. Yeah. Great. Oh, my gosh. Great. All right. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kaler underscore Campbell, who wants to know, is there a good comp for SGA's ability to finish off the backboard so smoothly? 
He's he's an interesting guy for comps because I've when you come up with comps, it's guys like James Harden or Manu Ginobili or players like that, and I think that those are good comps just because. And he did it last night to Bryn Forbes. I don't know if you saw this, but he started to go to the to the to the left of Bryn and then stopped, went around him and went the other direction, and he didn't know what to do. I mean, he completely lost him, and he got right to the rim for a layup. So that kind of style definitely kind of screams James Harden and it screams Ginobili. I think those are two really good comps. Uh, I don't know if either of them are as good at using the backboard as Shea, which like, that makes it sound like I'm saying that Shea is better than them. It's not true that he's just different in that way. And I think like that, and he's different than this guy, but... When you think about finishing around the rim using the backboard, like I always think of Kyrie Irving. And Steph. Steph's really good. Steph at is it good too. at that too. And I just Chris got, Paul too. I just hate using all these comps because Shea. I think that it like it just it makes you think that like he's going to be this top ten player in the NBA. And he could be, but he just has these unique skills, like his herky jerky play, his ability to finish um, with at multiple angles around the rim, using the backboard, getting right to the rim. I mean, he's he's special in a lot of ways, and this is we're talking about like the best part of his game right now, and that's why you can use the comps that we're using. Taylor, what is it when you think of the way he does it? Like, I, try to define that. Like, how do you define the way Shea plays? That's what I keep coming up against. Like, so I know that. I know I, I hear herky jerky a lot, but it feels so much smoother than that. It's so like slithery. It's like he's his body just turns into gelatin, and yeah. he can just like go around players. So actually, like I understand Manu Ginobili and James Harden, but it does really remind me of when Dwayne Wade was losing his athleticism and he had to develop more of a <laughs> yeah. more of a finesse game. Yeah. And he just got so good at like taking these super long but controlled and concise steps to get space, just enough space uh, away from his de- the defender's hand to get the ball off the backboard and in there. And it reminds me a lot of like how Dwayne Wade would approach getting to the basket in his older years, which is funny because Shea's so young. But I don't know. It's so smooth and fluid. Mm-hmm. He just – it's so strange. Even when he stops on a dime, it feels like it's in the motion of what he's doing. It's not like Russell Westbrook going 100% to 0%. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, you're right. You're right. Because it is – it's like – it is a – because when you describe his player, like he's really good at slowing down, speeding up, and like tricking his defender – but it is very smooth. It's not. It's it's all the transition is always very smooth. Uh, even last night, with what I described, if you didn't watch it, you would think that oh, like he must have just stopped and just and and then changed direction. And like no, like he he it was all one fluid motion where he basically yeah. just went around him in in a way that is not typical. Uh, but he's special. He can do some special things. I hope that he can continue to, de- to develop and become the star that we think he can be. And I think he has the mentality for it. Is really is another thing about him that I don't think that we talk a, a whole lot about. Is that he seems to have he seems to have it when you talk to him, when you see him around his teammates, when you see 
what he's doing. Because, I mean, there's been guys that have been really good in their first couple of years that just didn't turn out to be great players in the league. I mean, I think of Tyreek Evans. Remember how good Tyreek Evans was in his rookie season and then his second Dude. season? Dude, he was yeah. he was so good. And at the time, with that Sacramento Kings team, I thought, man, they've got Boogie and they've got Tyreek Evans. Like, they're on their yeah. way. And obviously, they have had a negative point differential since you know for the, over the last 10 years and they even with these like good players and so i'm not saying that i think that sga is tyreek evans i'm just saying that there's been good players in their first couple of years that have done things that have been special like honestly special tyreek evans rookie season was very special um so I'm just saying, let's just wait and see. And I, th- I think it's more likely that he's like an all-star type of player than it is that he just flames out and becomes a role player like Tyreek was. But to say that you know is wrong. <laughs> like, we don't know. But, but also, I think you're also referring to the character and motivation of, of humans yeah. in the league, too. Yeah, like, they no can doubt. have all the talent and be special, and what you're saying is you see the, the character in SGA that, you know, uh, insinuates that he would be willing to put in the work and be humble enough to keep getting better and better. Yeah. And and uh, the Kings was not a good organization to push Tyreek Evans or Boogie in that no. kind of direction or That's hold true. them. Yeah. yeah. And Royce kind of mentioned this the other day um, on the Dream Team podcast, but the Thunder are really good if – if there's a special player, they're really good at helping that player become who they can be. Are they great with marginal players? I don't think they are all the time. I don't think that they have that track record. But with great players, I think that they have a really great track record. Because I don't think that Russell Westbrook is necessarily this Russell Westbrook on every team that he went to. Like If he went to the Kings, I don't know. I think Russell would still be a great player. I don't know that he would have been an MVP, been a, been a guy that's, I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And is he a Hall of Famer if he goes to the Kings? I don't know. Uh, but I do think that the Thunder are really good at honing really great star talent. And so I think that that bodes well for Shea and, and what he can be. But I still think there's a lot of wait and see. I, th- I think that we want, as as a NBA community, especially on Twitter, I think that we want to skip steps and to jump ahead and to say like, oh, this guy's going to be this or he's that. And we talk about them like they're two or three years down the road and that's who they are now. I mean, we did that with Carl Towns. Like how many times did we say like Carl Towns is, oh, he's so much better than Anthony Davis and he's, you know, and here we are several years later after that conversation, like Anthony Davis is still obviously very, very much the better player than, than Towns is. Towns is really good but we are ready to like anoint the next guy or to jump ahead or to skip steps. And I, and I'm seeing that happen with Shea a little bit um, to where it's like, okay, let's just wait. Let's, let's slow down. Let's wait and see what he can be. Cause I think that Thunder fans are going ahead. Like they're penciling in like five all-star games for him already. You know, like, I don't know. Like we're in the Western conference. Like, I don't Put know. me down for that, dude. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Sign me up. It makes sense. But that does make sense. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at B, who says, even though the situations aren't completely comparable, but does Golden State's fall from grace this season after KD left make Russ's MVP season even more impressive? 
Um, in a way, it it does. I think it. I, I wish that Steph was still playing. I wish that we could see what that looked like. I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have because when KD left, they lost a lot, um, and Russ carried them to the playoffs. And I don't think that there are many players in the league that could have done that. I think there, I mean, it's probably Westbrook, LeBron. Is that in that season? That may be it. Like, honestly, like I'm not sure that there was another player that could have done um, what Westbrook did that season. And he, he had a special shooting season for Russ. He doesn't shoot like that. Normally um, he, in the clutch where there was nobody that did what he did. That's why he won the MVP. He also had the triple double. Everybody wants to talk about that. And that's part of why he won the MVP. But also, I think the how spectacular he was in the clutch was really the big reason why he won the MVP that season. So uh, I was kind of excited for Steph to have a similar season where he could take 20, 25 shots a game. And you know maybe Steph averages 38 points per game this season. You know That's what I wanted to see. And we weren't seeing that from Steph at all to start the season. And then yeah. he, air quotes, broke his hand and now is going to be out. Um, but I'm, I think it does highlight how crazy that season was. And, you know, and you can, one of the things that tells you how crazy it was is that they gave the MVP to a, a guy that didn't win 50 games because they don't, I don't think that voters do that or want to do that. And so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, Russ created a new standard that year for triple doubles not mattering, and now like everyone, even this year, I hear like people on other podcasts talking about you know they they always have to when they talk about a player getting triple double they say well you know triple doubles don't really matter that much anymore but he did get a triple double and it all comes from that Russ season. It was oh, yeah, not true. like that before that. Oh yeah. Hey guys, our next Twitter question comes from at Bordeaux underscore Basher, who says he's headed to OKC for the Warriors game Saturday, and where should he go to eat? He's already tried the mule and the press. I'm telling you, man, you can't talk with Stan. <laughs> I'm serious. Go. I mean, that would be a place we'd go. tell you to go. Go. Yeah. Go. It's going to be awesome, and I guarantee you'll like it. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at lands dalius who wants to know what would it take for any nba player not named westbrook to actually want to stay in okc and not leave for a big market at the first opportunity this is precisely why you want the thunder to build through the draft is because you have player contract control for up to eight years with a guy it's going to be something the thunder are going to battle for forever that they're here and they're going to, I think winning is something that will help. And obviously winning a title would be very helpful and they won a lot with Kevin and he left anyways. And that may be the case with other guys in the future, but you want to give yourself as big a window as you can. And the way to do that is through the draft. And so, that's why trading for guys like trading for towns or trying to trade for Devin Booker, who I don't think either of those guys are available, but that was something that was presented over and over again in the off season. That's not realistic. If you want to build a contender, if you want to try to get back to the NBA finals, 
this is not the way to do it. And so you want to get as many picks in the top five as possible because that's where you're going to find stars. And you can find them outside of that, but that's very unlikely. So that's why you want to build. The, that's why you want to build to the draft. Is it's funny, like, like the last ten years. How many of those years were they legit contenders? Five, six, probably five. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. They were hurt. Was it fourteen or fifteen that they were hurt? Uh, fourteen. They were hurt. I think. So one of those, and then all the way 15, through sixteen, yeah, 15, fourteen, fifteen, they were hurt. So twelve, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen, right? So four out of like the ten seasons, yeah. And the first two of those seasons, all of our star players that we drafted were like twenty years old, basically. Yeah, they're twenty-three. So yeah. So if you think about it, like the the only reason that they were contenders for four years, basically. Could have been five years in a row. Should have been five. You can go ahead and count that year. Okay, let's say want, five. You know, let's say five. That's a really big why. window. It's a big that's window. a really big window. It's a huge that's window a huge compared window. to what these other teams are facing. Yeah, it's huge. And that's not a one-off window like the Toronto Raptors had last year. It's like okay, we got Kawhi. We have one year. This is it. We have to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like even the Cli- I think the Clippers are kind of in that right now too. No doubt. When you get free agents, your wind you just can't have a long term plan. They signed two year deals and they're your- both hurt. Yep, you put all your cash in at once, and yeah. it's what we did with Paul George and yeah. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, it was like okay, well we have Russ. That's the last one from the draft. Like we just have to put all our chips in for these next two years. Yep, and that sucks. So building through the draft is how you give yourself more opportunities. Exactly. That's, hey, guys. That's how you get the big window. Yeah. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from 97 Samuel, who wants to know, as much as you hate watching him play, could Abdel Nader be the engine that makes OKC's tank go? No. I mean, like, he can help you lose games, sure. That's, yeah. But... That's the idea. I know that. I get that. I don't want that. I want to see guys that have the chance to be on this team in the next two or three years to, to do that. And I just don't think that Nader is that guy. <laughs> like, I'd just rather... like Diallo makes a ton of mistakes all the time, but he's also doing some good things. Give That's why they're giving him the minutes, right? Like Give him the minutes. Let him make the mistakes. Let him learn. Give them to Baisley. Let those guys learn. Yeah. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Tom J. Fallas, who wants to know who would win in a fight: two Chris Paul-sized Stephen Adams, or one Stephen Adams-sized Chris Paul. One Stephen Adams-sized Chris Paul. Chris Paul's so much more aggressive and feisty than Stephen Adams already, yeah. just as as a person. So make him seven foot. Oh my God, he'd be so unruly. He'd be out of control, actually. His flopping would crack the floor. Imagine if Steve flopped and fell down like like Chris Paul did. It would break the floor. It'd be an issue. <laughs> it's a problem. So, I do agree with. I do agree that the big big Chris Paul would would wreck shop. Destroy Steve. Steve would be like. There'd just be two Steves saying, I just want to eat steak, man. I don't really want to fight. It is what it is. I can't even eat that much. 
That's not. Oh yeah, that was Irish. Not very good. That wasn't a very good Stephen Adams. (laughs) I admit it. Hey guys, let's move on. Oh yeah, Chris Paul is pretty good, eh? Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Thunder Rolls Four, who wants to know: Would you rather have wet socks on all day, or step on a Lego at three random unknown times throughout the day? Step on a Lego. Step, step on a Lego, yeah, man. Wet socks. Are you guys not rocking wet, sweaty socks all day anyway? <laughs> I feel like I am. <laughs> no. Do your feet just smell terrible, Taylor? No, I sweat all the toxins out. It actually, it's like a constant cleaning that my body does. What so are your, it's very nice. Do you have a particular style of sock that you wear to create this? Yes, they're <laughs> they're made out of. Um, <laughs> Like whatever they're basically made out of whatever material wrestlers sweaters are made out of that don't breathe at all that cause right. them to sweat as much as possible. You wear trash my bags on your of, on your shoes on your toes. Yeah, yeah, and my feet are kind of fat, so I'm trying to sweat them out a little bit. A lot of water weight in those feet. Yeah, you are disgusting. I, I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I don't know what that was. <laughs> For real. Okay. <laughs> I have sweaty feet too, man. I just, uh, oh, guys, I hate that I even have to ask this next question because there's no, for me, it's an automatic answer. It's from at Bangelope who wants to know white gravy or brown gravy specifically brown for gravy. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> brown gravy. Brown, brown gravy. Brown. <laughs> who is out there having white gravy for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Some of yeah, but you're going to do white gravy on chicken fried steak. Not on Thanksgiving. Are you having chicken fried steak at Thanksgiving? Yeah, I agree. I agree. For chicken fried steak, you want the white gravy. However, have you ever had it with brown gravy? I bet it's good. (laughs) I would eat it. it I would eat it. The the gravy is brown at Charleston's on the chicken fried steak. Is it really? Correct. I've never (gasps) had their chicken fried steak. You've never had their chicken fried steak? No. You said that oddly. You Jay. said the chicken never, fried steak. You never had the chicken fried steak. It's so good. Your dog just made such a weird It's very noise. good. He's yawning, bro. He it's got, very he's good. stinky. Okay, Luke, pick one more question, then we got to go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, here's this. Our next Twitter question comes from at Paul R. Valentine. You're not going to pick Alex's question. Wow. I see how you are. Well, no. This is from Al Baby Cakes. What positions would all the DTD boys play in a charity basketball game against other Thunder podcasts? There is no charity. And it is really just a basketball game to the death. Loser goes home. Home is in a coffin. <laughs> uh, Jay's obviously our, our big man. I'm your center. You're like Brooke Chill. Lopez in a way, right? <laughs> I'm like Mamet Okur is who I yes. am. Yes. Oh. Nanette Kristich. <laughs> if I could, move, any, if I could move anymore, I would play, but I just can't walk or stand. So I just got to keep Jay's running. the big man point guard. He's definitely taking the ball. I'm up Jokic, still, man. I'm Doey. Oh, yeah. You're Jokic. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a shooting guard. I'm like a Tony Allen shooting guard. Ooh. That's not quite as good at defense as Tony Allen. Oh, yeah. no. Who's that's going to be bad for us because I'm I'm Tabo Cephalosha, so we Bull. don't have a lot. Taylor's like, Taylor's like Ferguson, man. Oh, okay, streaky, streaky. Oh. so streaky. I'd rather be Tabo. Gets really sad sometimes. I don't no, know. his his dauber's always up. He does get frustrated at himself though, like right now. I'm seeing. I'm it. frustrated at you for calling me Ferg. I I'm not a fan of Ferg, and I'd rather He's like be Ben McLemore. Oh yeah, you're like My Rockets God. version of Ben McLemore. Yeah. I would. Oh, I got you, Gerald Green. He's Gerald Green. Look at him. 
Joe oh, okay. Green. There you go. I'll take oh, that. Hurt never plays. I so, just suck really right. bad. Luke would be. Uh, I'd be bad. Hold on. Nader. There you go. That's it. That's me, baby. Luke is, Luke is our Nader. That's me, baby. No, he's your Kyle Singler. Yep, that's right. Hey, speaking of uh, Alex, I was reminded of Alex Kyle, Kyle Singler Reddit post yeah. uh, yesterday because someone put out there a they looked into James Harden and compared his play versus the NBA towns with the best strip clubs, and that the ones with the better strip clubs he plays worse. Yeah, Salt and, Lake Salt Lake City, way up there. Salt Lake City, third best in Weird. the in the in the nation, and he plays in strip bad clubs. There. Yeah, yeah, third. Yeah. How do you even? Yes. I don't, you have how to do you rate this. that? It's no. He he went and looked at their reviews, oh, like on you. Google. He he did like the top ten. Yeah, but that skews things, man. Like if Salt Lake City has two strip clubs, but it, but it matched with James Harden's play. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so that he plays okay. the place he plays the worst is the number one in strip clubs, Miami. Oh, and that's d- for sure yeah. the reality. And so it's. I love when people go on these weird tangents and like that's on Reddit on Reddit yeah. and it's because uh, he put a lot of time and thought and like research into it and it is hilarious. It's pretty good. I really, really All like right. it. You sent that out article out. I'm always sketchy of things that yeah, you send out. Got to so. check it out sometimes. <laughs> they're always they're always pretty funny. But hey, you know how you can keep yourself from looking funny is Manscaped. Oh. You got to check it out. Oh. <laughs> you got to keep looking yourself funny. You got to keep yourself looking good and the way to do that is with the men's grooming product Manscaped. They're number 1 in below the belt grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for the family jewels. You know, and they'll let you trim up the twig and berries. That's right. They're lawnmower two point Lawnmower two point proprietary. You skin just safe can't technology. Get Luke skin safe technology. No, too much so this, too much this it won't it won't snag. It won't Nick. Nick, it's great. It's what you need. Guys, go to manscaped.com. You can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code OKC dunk that's 20 percent off free shipping at manscaped.com let's go check it out hey guys one last question are you miffed and are you peeved i'm if i'm if my back hurt my back hurt oh no my back hurt all last week i had to feel better now i had to get a massage so it was muscular (laughs) i got a massage my back hurt man i Got my email hacked this week. <gasps> Jay. Oh. I got a very convincing email from somebody uh-huh. that I know that I would have actually had an invoice from potentially. Yeah. He led this gala that our church went to. And so I clicked on this invoice and it never loaded. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Freaking hacked my email. Wow. And so it sent oh it out God. to like, this is my work email, and it sent it out to like, <gasps> I've gotten so many text messages and <laughs> Facebook messages. Jay, I think your email's hacked. <gasps> I know. Oh, no, Jay. <sighs> so stupid. It makes me so angry. That's terrible. What's it sending out now? The same thing? The same thing. So if you get wow. an email from me that has an invoice, don't click it. Don't well, here's it. my question. What's the what are they gaining from this? All they're doing is getting account like access to email accounts and then getting more access to email accounts. That is to be determined, Taylor. Oh, they're just collecting. I have no idea at this point. 
I changed my mm. as soon as I found out this it got hacked. I mean, if like you get an invoice back, it could have all sorts of financial information on it, right? Maybe, and then they could see that. And take I didn't that. send anything back. I, I know, but I'm just saying that yeah. people might. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. I, don't know. I have no idea, man. I don't That's know. creepy. Man. That's really terrible. I'm really upset. Taylor, you miffed? Yes. Yeah, I um, my dog needed his haircut. One of my dogs doesn't shed, so he mm-hmm. just gets crazy long curly hair. And it's expensive to take a dog to the groomer. And so I've been really cheap, and my wife has been like, we need to take him to the groomer. I'm like, no, we need to do it ourselves. Finally, we cut his hair yeah. ourselves. Oh, my God. It was the most stressful thing we've ever done. Oh, it really? was such a terrible mistake on my part. I will never cut my dog's hair again. Was your dog freaking it was out? So, yeah, he was freaking out. It was like two hours long. He like, <laughs> it was so long, dude. We were in the bathroom. He was like squirming around. We were both like getting frustrated with each other. It had nothing to do with each other. And uh, it was terrible. I will, ne- I will always pay for a groomer. What they do is something special. Because also they do like, you know, they clean up around the butthole and the, Okay. dingling and like get it all ready and yeah. they like feast fate fanny that. man yeah what's that feast fate fan feet feet face fanny that's what Dude, we get at our groomer yeah and that's the hard part that is exactly what we ended up not doing last night was we're like i don't know how to trim his butthole i don't know how to trim his feet and his face he's like freaking out every time we get close to his face so I don't know. And they also do that thing where they squeeze their butt and get that. Thanks like, for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>